What's up, failures, and welcome back to the Chicken Hut ACNC Fancast. I am your host, Noah, joined, as always, by my co-host... Nick? Nick. Was that a question? Nick? <laughs> was that a question? I... Was it? Was it? Are you... Was it a rhetorical question? Yeah, I think it probably was. What's going on, Nick? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. Yeah? Just sort of enjoying this uh, fantastic new contraption that they've invented. Email? Email, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, we have an email. We do. And we have uh, been idiotically forgetting to mention that every single episode we've done. Right. How are they supposed to send us hate mail if they don't know where to send it? I mean, you know, they could hand us, send us uh, hate tweets or hate Facebook messages, but that's not the same. It's not. There's it's, something satisfying about hitting send on like a seven there, paragraph long. Like, angri- angrily typing out. Yeah, your you mechanical know, keyboard clicks the whole time. Clicking send and then just sitting back and crossing your arms and thinking, I'm proud of what I just yeah. did. This is good. Those so, yeah. people need to hear my opinion. <laughs> we usually do the plugs towards the end of the show, but Nicholas and I were just discussing... Um, Shocker, we, we talk before we start recording sometimes, yeah. that uh, we have an email address and that we've not been doing our due diligence in letting you all know about our email address. But um, hey, we're going to do this at the top of the show because it's our show. We can do whatever yeah, we want. Exactly. So our email is chickenhutpodcast, all one word, right? at gmail.com. Right. And that works on any computer. Any computer. Or cellular phone. Or phone. Connected to the interblogs. Right. The blogonet. Right. The tuna, Tubosphere. Yes. Uh, you can Zanga us on your MySpace. Computer, uh, LiveJournal. Is this is LiveJournal still a thing? Sure. You know, I'm just trying to think of like 90s internet references. So you can you can email us, chickenhutpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Again, that's chickenhutpodcast at gmail.com. If you guys have questions, um, if you guys just have any comments or anything you want us to discuss on the show. If you want to send us pictures of what you think our voices look like as people, that oh, would man. be great. I don't know if I want to go down that road. Do it. All right. <laughs> You're not the one who has to check the goddamn emails now. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you're creating more work for me. Uh, so send us emails if you're, yeah, uh, if you're interested in do. participating in the show. I know that's something, um, even though we release these episodes on a couple of weeks delay, um, but that's something that um, we've been discussing on the Facebook lately with some of the people in the Caverns and Creatures group is having... Uh, fans of the books come on and, and maybe do some episodes with us we've been toying with some different ideas uh, with the short stories and things like that so yeah. if you're interested in that kind of thing uh, send us an email please and, do yeah yeah no dick t- no dick pics please no dick pics no dick pics. unless they're exquisite dicks then send them to noah <laughs> all right moving on we've plugged the email now that's done so hey dude Book three. Holy Book shit. three. We're still a podcast. We're still, we still exist. And guess what? Um, news and notes for the show. Um, we just crossed one million downloads. Can you believe that? No. No, I don't believe that at all. Well, you see. <laughs> here's, okay. In my defense, <laughs> we just discussed, we're, we're submitting the, we're releasing these on a delay. Okay. So yeah. I'm just choosing to be optimistic. Oh, right? so you're saying that by this release... You know what? We didn't know when we recorded the very first episode of this show um, if we would even have dozen of listeners. And I yeah. will tell you that, all kidding aside, Nick, um, naysayer that you, you are, we've already got, like I think, like 150, 200 downloads. 200 downloads. may not seem like a lot to uh, you know your nerdists and things like that, but hey, I'm pretty, listen, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. People are listening to the we show. We don't have That's any, rad. any like... You know, washed up Star Wars or Star Trek actors on here. 
All right. To really help out. The so. first day that I released the first episode, we had one download, and that was me downloading the episode <laughs> to my phone just to make sure that it worked. Okay, so that's right. So yeah. that was the first day. And then I think by the end of the second or third day, we had like 150. So what my my math, check mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm not wrong, is that we are growing at a rate of a multiple of 150 every day. So that seems by, reasonable. I think that this this totally makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, by, by now. By, by the w- time this episode airs, we Because are, which episode number is this? Is this um, episode number six? I think this is the fifth, fifth? one. Okay, Fifth this is one? episode number five. I really kind of dicked us by doing the whole like preview 0.5 episode because it makes it tough to actually keep track of yeah. which actual episode this is. But it's I think right. iTunes sorts, sorts that okay, out for cool. us. Okay, cool. So this is, this is number five. I think so, yeah. So that's five weeks. 150. 150 uh, times 35. Per- roughly carry, 1 million. Carry the, carry You're the, right. Carry you know what? One, 1 million. I, it might be a billion. I it might have might not be carried the zero. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is a Bill and Ted situation. Sure. Where, like Chicken Hut podcast is. I mean, we've already solved the Korean conflict. We right. discussed that last I, show. We did? Yeah. Did, wait, did we solve the Korean crisis or did we discuss it last show? I know that, I know that we have fans in the Republic of Korea. Okay. That's the other thing that I released that meme. I don't know if you saw that. Thing, I did. It was, I was pretty happy with myself about that one. Um, and then I went back this morning and we now have two downloads what? from the Republic of Korea, which also means that we day over day are, are doubling our listenership in, in Korea, the people's Republic of Korea, which I mean, like before anyone That's mails me deal. at our new, uh, Gmail, uh, chicken podcast at gmail.com yeah. and lets me know, I'm perfectly well aware that it's probably, uh, no, nay, definitely South Korea. It is absolutely uh, I don't South think, Korea. I don't think but the, the inter- meme doesn't matter. <laughs> it was so much funnier. It was way funnier to have Kim Jong-un sitting there listening to it. And look, look I'm a man of the people. Far be it from me to deprive the people of a funny meme of Kim Jong-un listening to our podcast. Right. You don't know for a fact that Kim Jong-un doesn't listen to our podcast. You can't so prove that. Haters, you know, go hate somewhere else. Exactly. Um, so today we're doing book three. That's book three. Some, somewhere buried in here is actually going to be a, a conversation about a Caverns and Creatures book. Um, what are your first thoughts? What are, you, what are your initial impressions on book three, Nick? I liked book three. Yeah? I had a lot of fun with book three. I thought it was, it was really entertaining. Um, I mean, do we want to, do we want to talk about the language you right wanna, now? You want to get that out, up of, front? Get out of the way? I think we, we may as well. Let's so, um... Uh, racial slurs abound here. Yeah. And I don't live in the South. I don't know what it's like to be in Mississippi. Right. Like, I really don't. But, like, what I've learned about racists by living in the North, with an F, um, is that uh, they are not willing to be racist to anyone's face. And, like, in every situation where, like, there was, like, a racial slur, it was, like, you know, to someone. You know, with somebody being, like, using, um, I'm not even sure, like, which, like, sort of Asian countries racial slurs those were towards Julian. Right. Or, like, the N-word towards... towards... Yeah, yeah, just like anyone who's Asian I, in I general. Do, I do have to make a confession, though, because as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm engaged, we're making eye contact. It's right. a very deep uh, connection right. that we're sharing right now. Yeah. Um, but all I'm thinking of as you're talking is... I just now got what you meant by North with an F. 
took me a minute to catch up with the rest of the class on that one. And I'm just sitting What did here, I mean? <laughs> well, it finally clicked, but it clicked as you were in the middle of a, of a thought. And I thought, God, I'm trapped. I can't laugh now because that joke was like 15 seconds ago. I'm um, really glad we stopped our train of thought, though, to, to cover it. But the language, yes. There so, is, there is. And, you know. Um, I, I guess, like, so the face-to-face racism. Right. Like, I, it's really surprising. But to your point, we're both we're both Yankees, right? We are. Um, so, but you know what I will say, and I'm not gonna. Uh, maybe I should because you know shame on them. But there are people in my life, you know, and I won't name anyone by name, um, you know, who use that word more than they ought to, which is none, right? Right. right. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and that's and that's way up here. That's way yeah. up here. Um, it's something that I have to correct my students and remind them that even if they use the A, they're not allowed to say And it's that. shocking. It's shocking that there are people anywhere right. who would still speak that way out in public or even in private, you right. know, or some of the jokes that I know I've, I have people, and I'm not even going to say like, if we're talking about no. friends or family, because I, yeah, I don't, like cool. I said, no, you don't have to not trying to yeah. out anybody, but like it's, it's around, even up yeah. here it's around. Yeah, it is. Um, so and down this south, is this, you know, this is what I'm saying though, is like up here. It's never face-to-face. Right. Like, I've never seen some racist old white guy look an African-American in the eye and drop an N-word. Right. You know? Like, I've definitely heard it, you know, when it's, like, me and four other white guys at the bar. Yeah. Like, then they're all, they're like, whatever. They'll say whatever they want. Now, I know... But, um, like, you know... I know that Bevan, I've been, I've been told very explicitly by people on the Facebook group to call him Bevan. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, henceforth, I dubbed him Bevan. Um, he, has made, he has made references about, you know, specifically his use of the N-word. Because sure. I think he, I, I, don't, I, I don't ever want to quote him too strictly because I don't have this, the material in front of me. And I certainly am always constantly trying to point out that I do not speak or am not in any official capacity um, affiliated yeah. with, with Robert Bevan. Sure. Either. But... Um, he's made references to like, that's just, it makes him uncomfortable, like, yeah. to, you know, to use those words even more so than some of the other, uh, topics of sure. know, provocative language that he uses because it's, I mean, he's, you know, it's, he's it's from tough. the South. It's, he tough, knows, for, it's right? tough for anybody to, to put those words into print. Not, I mean, even, you know, when you, ha- when you are an African American, it's kind of understood that if you want to use that word, you can, because you earn, yeah. you earn that for it. at minimum yeah. Yeah. to use that word if you want. Um, but if you're not African American, you know, no, 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 no. Sure. But. We've talked about this before with respect to some of the other, um, you know, weightier topics that, that this, these books broach. Um, it would not be genuine to represent some of these characters without them speaking that way. You know, it, when you're talking about sure. some of these, you know, kind of just unhappy hillbilly type of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think both times that it happens, like someone's truck has been injured. Right, right. And then the N-word How gets dropped. How dare you? Like... And Catherine's, like, rebuking of the dude who, yeah. who says it. Like, the first one, that was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, the the second guy, I think she does, she rebukes him as well. I think Catherine and Cooper are there for both of them. Yeah. I think. And I think that's that's one of those good instances um, that we've we've spoken about where, you know, if, if Bevan is being authentic to some of these even minor, you know, mm-hmm. cameo characters that he's portraying, like, he's thinking, shit, I... They, I just, they I would just, say it, so I've got I've got to write I just this. Don't but... know that they would say it. What well, I mean, are you I don't, from, you're I not from think, the south? <laughs> I'm not from the south. He um, is, but I'm saying that like when white people who are like face to face and angry with somebody who is a different color than them, well, I don't hear him. He's but, from he's from. And down I get there. it. That's cool, and I don't know, but 
I, I trust that if he has these people speaking this way, then it's because that's what rings true to these even minor characters that he's writing. And, like, and I that's think that's kind of wild. Like that's some, that's some y'all need to do better kind of stuff. It is. And I don't think it's as much a reflection of Bevan as it is people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah for sure. For there. sure. And I mean, and listen, everybody can be a little bit more empathetic, you know? Right. And, right. And maybe that's sort of where this discussion ends, right? Is like, everybody could stand to be a little bit more empathetic. And that includes the failures. I mean, there's yeah. certainly no, we've talked right. about that. Well, we've talked nauseum, about these guys. That they are horrible, it. horrible dumpster people, right. you know, and, but like, you know, the, the failure is just like some of these other minor, minor characters that are there for maybe a chapter. Um, I don't think there's any such thing as just an entirely good or an entirely bad person. You know, yeah. we're, we're all kind of somewhere in the middle on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, some of these people clearly are a couple decades or centuries farther behind the rest of us. Sometimes. Um, but I think definitely with regard um, and respect to some of the racial slurs that are used by these characters in the books, um, you, you hit the nail on the head. That he, Catherine is kind of like always being the voice of societal reason to say, yeah. hey, yeah, no. Yeah, I no. mean, in, unless she's not there. Because, like, Julian gets it yeah. twice. Oh, the Orient, with the Oriental with the, stuff? With, yeah, we can't use the word, we can't use that word. Is it really? It's <laughs> not okay. Oh, my God. See, and that's, you know, and I'm like, it's making me. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about. It's so hard, because obviously, like, and I'm, this is kind of like me speaking stream of consciousness style, but, like, I say that word, and I obviously I would like to think anybody who knows me whether it's personally or even yeah, just through this know, podcast, knows I, know. that I have no malice in my... Yeah, and I know, t- I know too. It's just that, like... Is I it really? That's not... That's, that's, that's a, not okay. That's a bad one? That's okay. not okay. Right. Yeah, no. Well, like, I would I like to think that me, like most people... That... And, like, the other one, like, even, you know, saying, like, Asian isn't acceptable because it's so that. broad. It's, it's a just... geographical descriptor, though. But when you say Asian, you bring up, like... Like, well, the image in your head appears, you know, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, uh-huh. but Asian is also Indian. And That's what like, I think, because I played a lot of Risk as a kid, and so like, I'm just going to go ahead and humble brag. It's like, you <laughs> when know, I that whole Asian, region, but when, yeah. when most people say Asian, they're talking about, like, people from Japan, China. Right. That sort of area, right? Right. Like, well, I, I'm going back in, even though I've already been scolded, but what m- most people would traditionally think of as Oriental, people from right. the Orient. Right, and that's the know. same reason. That Asian is is like you know, but like I said in the very first it's episode, it's just it's really hard to talk about this stuff. It is because you're really hard. walking a tightrope. You and I, are. I'd and like to think I most think... people who are listening to us know that we're doing it in a constructive way. Right. Like we're, we're obviously tr- like we're not trying to be offensive. We're trying to sort of like unpack where, why, and how. Yeah, and hash this out and sort of figure something out. Well, I've know? always and maybe come to some broader understanding and help people come to a broader understanding and like that thing that we just said, right? Like right. be more empathetic. Yeah, and I've always been steadfast to say like none of this stuff bothers me because I just I know that it's satire and I know like I'm just immune to being offended by things, um but that's not to say that I'm insensitive to to the notion that other other people might not feel that way. But Absolutely. I, 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 I trust I trust in, in Bevan's intentions, and I know both of us, you know, like I know that nothing we might, like just, I just slipped up the other, a minute ago and referred to people as Oriental, and you said, no, that's not cool. And like I can say, oh, really? I, yeah, I didn't, you didn't, I didn't know. I didn't mean it hurtfully, and right. I certainly will and be cognizant of that. Right, and so it'll change your the way you talk in the future. And like that's, that's another thing that sort of helps is when we say stuff like this. Right. When people who have like an audience and a voice say yeah. like, hey... 
pay a little bit more attention to the things you say because it yes. hurts some people. Sometimes just giving enough of a shit to give a shit is right. all that's really important. Right, and it and doesn't... It just doesn't, not using the N-word ever. Yeah, just, just <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's easy enough. Just don't, yeah. because you don't need to, right? Sure. Um, and I suppose that probably shows my ignorance, because I, if I had been thinking about it or had been really thinking about it... Uh, properly or appropriately i wouldn't have used the word oriental sure i mean it's something that's that's 200 years old you know like and it's just it i mean pretty much like a good rule sure is if it's 200 years old just don't see you know and like (laughs) at the the risk of talking myself back into trouble like i sometimes that's why i get so confounded by why people are bothered by these things because i think like why is like really words are as hurtful as what is as, as what the the intention behind them is meant to be like that that's that's what i like if someone were to call me a name it almost doesn't matter what the name is if i know that they're they're intending to hurt me by using those words then that's how i take it you could call me a banana or you could call me you know um make up a word but if i can tell by the, the context of the rest of the words around it sure by your tone um you know whatever our issue may be outside of the context of just that one comment, if I know you're trying to harm me with your words. I think one of the things that makes it really difficult is like, you know, sort of European American or Europeans sort of history of um, cultural dissolution through colonization. Sure. And that's a real thing. And it's been really hurtful. It's been really harmful. There is no place called the Orient. Right. White people called it that. Sure. That's fair. And like white people called it Asia. Right. Like, you know, it's just, so it's, it's. But I mean, other people refer to America as other things than America. And I, but, Absolutely. But, but not, not, and I'm not even, it's funny, but like, like I don't even mean in a slanderous way, but I mean, <laughs> right. just other languages, the word America might translate to a different word. Sure. And like, I guess all I'm saying is if one were to refer to a geographical area as the Orient, just because everything has to be called something, you know, then. If you were, if you were, I, this, you we're, we're going in deep. We are really going in deep. <laughs> screw it. We're doing two episodes on book three. Yeah, there we go. So it's but, fine. Um, you know, I, you get what I'm saying though, right? I, I do. I think you're trying to say like the term itself doesn't matter. If there's no malice behind the They're, word. The naming of the thing, the convention. Words when, are just sounds. They're just. When people say though, hey, this is harmful. You kind of have to respect that. And I do. And that's and that's sort of where where I'm like the whole thing with the Orient's coming from. That's where like you know, the homophobic slurs is coming from. Where the sure. racial, I mean, where all of the racial when people who, you know, are being used, who people who are described by those things, like yeah, um, when they say don't do that, it's just you just respect that and you just don't do it. Sure. You know? well, and, and, you that's, know, the... and that's really like sort of the end of it, right? Is because there are people who have said like, please don't. And duly noted, and when people make those requests of me, because I like to think that yeah. I am just a compassionate and empathetic person, that yeah, if someone absolutely. says, don't say this word, it's bothersome to me, then I'll say, all right, I'll, yeah. I can, you know, I've, yeah, I know sure. lots of words. I know all the words. Yeah. Um, so I'll just come up with an, a different one to convey whatever my meaning is. Sure, absolutely. Um, but, and that's know, perfectly reasonable. The N-word is obviously the easiest example because, like, that word was created, like, it was incepted out of hatred and... Colonization, um, and, oppression, right, force, Right, like, the very violence. word's existence was meant to convey disrespect. Well, and violence i mean it's meant to be like right. punching someone harmful. in the face harmful. it is harmful in its nature in its existence and it's really easy to just not yeah do that and there are a lot of other words where you know i think that we're going way so far off the deep end but just there are other words where i think well but you know there are other words that weren't created like solely and explicitly to be harmful um 
that I, well, you're looking at me weird, but like I'm referring, I'm referring to the Orient again because that just seems like sure, that example sure, where sure, I don't sure. get why that word is such a bad word. If if someone tells me it's it was a bad a, word, and I'll take it at face value that it is, and that yeah, I shouldn't use it. It's that, like that what I, I said about the colonizing thing. Yeah, right? like, and it just shows. I, I I totally get that. That just that's right. my privilege showing, right? Because yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a you know middle class Caucasian heterosexual male. You know, I'm about as you know, fortunate as it gets when it comes to being parts of demographics that are not historically um, discriminated against. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm just trying yeah. to understand, and I've told you before, right. I'm a shameless devil's advocate person. It, dude, it's fine. Even and when like, we're in dangerous listen, territory. Ask, just, ask the questions. Yeah. Like, I'll do my best. I don't have all the arguments. I don't know them all, but I've definitely talked to a lot of people about this because I think it's important. And so I, I have some ideas and some thoughts. And, yeah. Hey, remember, you know, um, remember, remember the, book remember those books that we were going to read? Yeah. We, there was that one time where we read these books. So, so you're normally in charge of the plot points. Yeah. I'm ba- I'm being a bad, ba- well, you know, this was, this is good stuff though. This like, is important. This is important. This is, important. Stuff, this is like, even... this is as important as me telling people to, you know, yeah. wear a suit with their fedora. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think Bevan, you know, he, he, there are these moments in the books where, where they do kind of have these cringeworthy moments with some of the language that some of these people are using. Listen, I mean, like if you take those moments and turn them into a learning moment, then they're not wasted. Yes. And that's what we just did. We took some pretty ugly, ugly shit and turned it into something where we, you know, at the end of it said, try to have empathy and try to have understanding and try to think about someone other than yourself when you are talking. And I think that that's, that's enough, you know? Yeah. Hey, there's book three. Book three. Um, but thank you, Nick. That was that was an excellent final word on the matter. And now we've kind of gotten it out of the way so that, you know, we don't have to keep circling back every time we come to a plot point that, you know, right. might be in proximity to a, um, a bad word or a tense moment or anything like sure. that. So um, book two, we, we covered pretty quickly. We're going to try. We I, I actually think the episode for book two went really, really well, but it did feel a little bit rushed at, it at did. times. And you so. know what? And there's some things that we wanted to, that we do. Or that I want to do with each book. I want to keep doing predictions. Predictions, yeah, we'll definitely. I want to keep doing like final thoughts and first thoughts. I think those are pretty important. I think that because we were in such a hurry with book two that we didn't get to do those. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I've got a lot of chapters in book three where I have like literally a sentence because it's just like really it doesn't take much to summarize what happens. My notes chapters. My notes uh, start with "Help me, the devil wants my innocence." (laughs) Yeah. Um, and we'll come back to that. So just kind of setting the stage at the beginning of the book, we talked about this at the, in the book two episode that like, um, you know, book three picks up literally at, at the moment book two ends, which is great. Cause if, I don't know exactly how long there was between publication of book, book two and book three, but if anybody who read book two, that's clearly a cliffhanger was like, oh shit, I can't wait to find out what happens. He leaves them in no suspense, you know, yeah. like the very first paragraph, I think, is basically just picking right back up to where yeah. he left off. So Mordred's, you know, taking a dump and um, I'm not going to go plot point by plot point, but, you know, Mordred escapes. Uh, the rest of the failures show up um, in short order. Goose Waddle's with them. You know, we, we kind of covered that at the end of book two, that that was the plan. His name is Goose Waddle, right? It's Goose Waddle. Yeah, Goose I, Waddle. Lo- I love Professor Goose Waddle. He's one okay. of my favorite characters. Professor Goose Waddle. Because yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't write down character names, and his name is Silly. I, it's silly. It's silly. I mean, all these people with names were created by Mordred, so I guess, you know, there's a lot of them that are just kind of reek of like... Um, Millard? Not- well, Millard's just kind of weird, but you know, like like the no. See, Millard is a cool name, man. Cool Millard now. Fillmore, that was a president. 
Yeah, that's true. He's one it's of the lamest presidents, like, but... Sure, but he's got a cool name. But I mean, particularly like the non-human people. Right. I mean, Millard's a vampire, but I think we're, we're meant to believe that he was human prior to being a vampire. I think, well, regardless, we still established but i'm that's, saying that's like more goose, goose waddle is a gnome like the yeah. halflings are like bing bong and you know yeah. things like that what was it? it's like gin fizzle gin fizzle yeah and we find out in chapter one that gin fizzle is now a vampire um and basically a slave of Catherine's. and i'm not sure how those rules work like it kind of comes into play a little bit later on when Catherine and gin fizzle kind of bump heads but yeah. it seems like at first he is essentially beholden to Catherine. yeah you know like i like think bound she, to her i think almost. he's cool with Catherine until she throws him out a window yeah yeah, but you know, um, we'll get to that. We find out in chapter one that Cooper's stab wound is is poisoned, so that's going to be something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, got to um, deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Those I, actions sure do start rising. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> let's see. So let's see. Julian Goosewaddle, Ravenous Cooper. They head out in Julian's car. I think this is basically to to address Cooper's issue. Yes. To go to poison control. Right. Um, we have some funny stuff with Goosewaddle being kind of a fish out of water in terms of riding in the car. And oh, the... we stop right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is important. That's tire screeching. Right. Um, or a goose being suffocated. I'm not sure which. Because Goosewaddle's freaking out in the car. Yeah. He's so excited. Yeah. And Julian decides to help him out, maybe soothe the savage beast with right. music. Right. The most soothing of music. Pixies. The Pixies. That's right. Doolittle. Does not go well. No. No, it doesn't. And uh, so I was at a Pixie concert on Saturday night, like, and then I read this, like, uh, you know, the it's next day, timing. and I'm just like, oh, shit, <laughs> what? That's awesome. <laughs> so that was super exciting. Um, but there were some, like, I don't know, 20 year olds, maybe, like, maybe not quite 20 year olds who were standing behind me. Yeah. And they're bitching through the entire Pixies set. Like, who the hell is this? What the hell is this? This sucks. I don't want to hear this. They came and to a Pixies concert? And it was, they were at a Weezer concert, oh, but the Pixies were before Weezer. That's right. I forgot. But you know Weezer. what? If you're not, if you're not going to like, just shut up. Or just come later. Or just come later. Yeah. Well, see, but if they had come later, their moms couldn't have dropped them off. They wouldn't have been. <laughs> Be nice. Anyway. Um, so like, I get it. The first time you hear something like that, that's startling. Yeah. And Goosewaddle was startled. And there are a lot of those moments, but they kind I of... I thought that was really great. Yeah, because this is... I mean, like, he's, like, fresh, fresh at this point in, in you know, the the real world, I guess, so to speak. And uh, th- there's a funny line. I can't remember exactly what it, what it is, but uh, Julian turns on the air conditioning, and he's like, oh, the the, the icy breath of the spirits within. And... <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's some good stuff. My, my buddy really liked that part, too. That I thought that was brilliant. About that. So they're, they're heading out to try and find... Um, the toxicologist, right? And yes. That's when we first meet Stacy's in chapter two. Stacy. Stacy, who is I love Stacy. She is one of like the the genuinely like she's, best people. She's a good in the person. Series. Yes, like through and through. She is like, she's terrified of a giant scorpion, reasonably. Rightly so. She tries to be helpful. She tries very hard to be helpful, and like she's she's on it in a lot of ways, like in terms of even just things like manners. Like right. Tim is rude a couple of times, and she like does not let that shit no, go. No, she stops him. Like bops him with a newspaper on the nose, you know, or yeah. the no the slim jim. Yeah, yeah she the actually slim does, hit him with she the slim does hit him with something. Yeah, Stacey, which is Stacey's great. a peach. I love Stacy. I love Stacy. She's great. Let's just make this new this podcast about Stacy. Yeah, right we'll now. just like change the art to just an i heart stacy who would you who would you like if you were casting a movie who would you cast as stacy like how do you picture stacy she's described as having auburn hair 
I thought she was blonde. Why no, did I think Kat, she was blonde? Catherine's blonde. blonde? Yeah. Okay, so she's got auburn hair. We'll stick a pin in it. That doesn't matter. We'll stick a pin in it. I mean, I, I'd take me some Anna Kendrick all day in Anna basically Kendrick? anything. Yeah, why not? I could see that. I could see Dark that. Dark hair. I'm just, I, that's, I, I'll cast Listen, Anna Kendrick in anything I if I have an excuse to. I don't know a lot of actors and actresses. That's fair. Think on it. Maybe we'll come back to that next time. And, we'll st- maybe that'll and be if fun. I had my druthers, I'd just put Gwendolyn Christie as everyone. Fair enough. But uh, that would Who that would I be cast a... as Cooper? Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> All right. Who would I cast that, as Tim? That is an interesting Tim? question. I mean, I guess as a half-orc, it's kind of irrelevant who's, who's Tim? underneath. No. Gwendolyn Cooper. Christie. Oh, okay. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's Who something the... about just giant, tall women that just does it. Oh, is that is that Brienne? Yeah. It took me a minute because I, I was thinking... Yeah. Phasma? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brienne. From the ex- Phasma. From the excellent no, Star Wars no, no, movies. No. Brienne, like nobody identifies her as being Phasma. She's she never Phasma, even takes off her mat. She's she does. Brienne. She's, she's Brienne. Brienne of Tarth. Thank sure, you. but we're not gonna be. But she's her. also she's Phasma. Yeah, she is Phasma. <laughs> that is factually correct. So they, yeah, so they they fix Cooper. They fix him up. Get some, you know, anti venom and fix him up good. Sure, takes a horse and a scorpion. Some fun stuff there. Some trial and they error. Wreck some shit. Some more horse murder, which is just oh, a staple those of poor the horses. So uh, let's see. So while they're doing that, Tim, Dave, and Chaz um, are out on their uh, van procuring adventure. They, they Tim comes up with this plan. To... I want to like that was some shit. <laughs> some great, some some expert <laughs> commentary from Nick. Hot take. Um, care to care to expand? So they're going to look for a like a a panel van, right? A sex offender van, basically a pedophile van. And that's what they say. They're like, well, I mean, we just need to check the sex offender list. Right. And one of them will definitely have a van. Yeah. It's like, a little it's a little out there and it's a little convenient, man, you know. But you know, it's like just... really <laughs> like... <sighs> I I think this is one of those this is one of those cart that comes before the horse types of things. Because I, I think that Randy and Dennis, who we've not quite gotten to yet, are characters sure. that like that Bevan very clearly had it in mind. And yeah. like you need some kind of vehicle, no pun intended, <laughs> to introduce these characters into the book. Actually that it and wasn't it are. wasn't intended, but that worked out really nicely. Sure. Like, oh, hey, let's and just so, let's start with the characters and then work our way backwards and find a way sure. to you know insert them into the story. You really, you think so? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't, I don't know, man. I think they were just like maybe not. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. I don't know. But we I don't know. know. They felt the tacked on, but yeah, I I don't know. I I thought like that one was that one was like. Okay, haha, we're having some fun with stereotypes here. Yeah. Like, that was pretty funny. And, in, and, I'm and not, it is, it is like, a vast oversimplification, right? And then, like, they drive to the um, to the heavily dotted area where Julia yeah. has delivered pizzas. Well, and particularly, and find... like, if you're already convicted and on the sex offender registry, then, like, you probably wouldn't want to still have a van like that. You <laughs> sure, know, because like, you're trying right. to do everything you can to keep people from finding out that you're a convicted sex offender. Right. But, you know, Don't story, drive a pedophile van. It's just kind of, you know, simplified. Don't and... write free candy on the side of your van yeah, in exactly. white spray paint. But then they do kind of find out that that was just a very fortunate coincidence. There are some there are some um, some kind of moments where they describe, oh, he's got like painting stuff in the back and like yeah, it turns he out. Paints. And he they works. describe and this is something that my wife and I actually kind of argued about once before when she was in the middle of book 3 and she talks about, you know, like, oh, well they're both pedophiles and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I don't I don't think that's right. And she said, yeah, they're both pedophiles. Um, and I said, no, you know, Dennis is for sure, for sure a pedophile. Dennis is for sure but a I said, pedophile. And, I, and at that point I hadn't reread book three for this. I had yeah. just, I was just going on my recollection from months ago, but I was like, I don't think Randy is a pedophile. I was like, I think that there's some explanation. He said that kid had an idea. Exactly. Yes. 
Mm. I, you know, and you mm -hmm. can you can take from that what you will, mm -hmm. but now, see that's the one he got caught for. You think so? That's the one because the way he was talking about it, he'd done it multiple times. Well, he'd set up multiple profiles. He'd pretended to be somebody else online. Mm. He'd done a lot of like the sort of like I don't know first forty eight like who's the guy who's like have a seat. Oh, uh, to catch a predator. Yeah, who was that guy? Is. Chris something. I don't. I don't know. To catch a predator. It's the, yeah, it's to, to catch, catch a predator. A predator. Like yeah. a lot of the to catch a predator shit is mentioned by Randy. I mean, really, Bevan's and... the one who gets to decide whether he is or isn't because he created the character, and they don't explain in any more detail other than just the, the couple of times where. But I'm just. You're I'm me saying. I'm saying there's enough evidence for me to be convinced that Randy's a creepy fucking pedophile. I feel like Randy's behavior is consistent enough throughout the series and going farther into the series too. Sure. But um, that any time, because it's typically Dennis who makes these accusations about him, like being a, a pedophile, because he is a convicted sex offender. Like, there's no sure. question about that. He he did he did you know commit a sex offense. He mm -hmm. pled guilty to it, uh, presumably, or no sure. contest or something yeah. like that. So that that is what it is. But he's always very consistent in saying no. Like I I he didn't have an he he had an ID, and I was kind of you know tricked into it, I guess as it were. Um, and I don't know. I struggle with that one. That's a really tough one. Here's a here's a helpful hint. Since we're all about giving people helpful hints on this show. Yeah. If you have to ask somebody for their ID, don't fuck them. Well, that's probably... that, And that's why he's on the sex offender registry. You know, I feel like that's that's just good advice to anybody. I'm not, I'm not you know? saying that Randy doesn't bear full responsibility for what he did. He, he, but what I'm saying is I don't get the impression from the way that Bevan describes him and the way that Randy describes himself through Bevan's writing that he is someone who is... Um, intentionally or seeking out sex with kids like he he doesn't he doesn't seem like that character to okay me. okay does that make any sense i respectfully disagree okay but we'll end it there all right we'll end it there um and we can start talking about the cop sure well who is like who is absolutely yeah, for sure not just a pedophile but a rapist yes awful 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 like, awful, awful and i kind of wanted him to get you know like fed to something horrible and he does he gets I a lot really, of i wanted him to get eaten by you know jizz fizzle or see jizz fiddle but this or... is partly why i always kind of come to randy's defense because it's usually dennis like saying that and it, it, it comes across to me like because dennis is so un uh unassailably not only a sex offender not only a rapist but a pedophile and he's always it feels like wanting to be like yeah see randy's that way too and randy's always like no 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 don't lump me in with you what i did is not the same thing as what you did you know yeah that's that's i guess where i'm coming from okay um you know that subtle nuance like not so know. subtle though i mean you know <laughs> there is a big difference like sure. be, someone being underage is, is a huge thing but I think we're meant to believe that Randy's situation was consensual, you know, that the, the, the he says that the kid had an ID and that there's nothing ever said to dispute that that's the case. Even even Dennis doesn't dispute it when, yeah. when Randy uses yeah. it to defend himself. I, it comes across to me like Dennis is just the one trying to say, like, I, you know, you're that way too, man. Like, he just doesn't want to be the yeah, only Dennis perv. is a creep. Dennis is a creep. And, like... But that's why Dennis's balls get it, cut off. It goes full-on Fight Club. Yeah. Like, And they even mention Fight Club. I thought that was great. Like, we're going to take his balls. And like, do you guys have any rubber bands? And they're like, no. It reminded me, and this is a note I actually made. It reminded me um, of the scene in Pulp Fiction. Do you, have you seen yeah, Pulp Fiction? Yeah, of course. Where the, oh, man, I shot, I shot Marvin in the head. You know, the guy, <laughs> you went over a bump. Must have been a big fucking bump. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Um, uh, they go over the bump and the balls come off. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel sorry for him. I don't. 
I mean, I'm like, no, I don't, think, I don't, I don't feel sorry for Dennis I don't think that was enough. No, you know, like it's, there's that, more coming. Like <sighs> Dennis has got more karma, you know, coming his good way. Like, because he deserves it. He deserves like, it more so than anybody else so far. I think this is like the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. And he, and that shows in the way that the character is treated. Um, I think both in, in the context of the book and out, like it's very clear that Bevan like takes every opportunity to shit on Dennis slash Denise. Okay. Um, because he knows that like, this is the punching bag, right? Yeah. Nobody roots for, nobody roots for the pedophile ever, nor should they, (laughs) which is why he can basically treat this person with impunity. And it's just, it's always going to get a laugh and no one's going to ever feel bad for Denise because it's, he's got it coming. Right. Yeah. I mean, at some point though, I just kind of want him to get eaten by alligators. Well, you know, Maybe maybe that's in maybe that's in the cards. You never know. I don't. I don't know. You don't know. But I do want it. You do want it, and that's why anytime something. Listen, Randy. Yeah. Randy can also get eaten by alligators. <laughs> See. I'm okay with both. And I can't go into books four, five, and six, but like I guess that's fair. It's tough because anyone listening to this who's thinking like, man, Noah seems kind of like a sex offender apologist. <laughs> I, am, I am. I am not. I am anything but that. But I'm saying, like, when you read farther into the books and you, I have the full scope of Randy's character. Sure. With the as of, of six right novels. now, as of book three, I'm ready for both of those guys to get eaten by alligators. And I don't know that when I was in the middle of book three that I would have disagreed with that the way that I would now because sure. I I have this I have this more this sounds really douchey to say but I have this more informed opinion of Randy is and where he's going and where he is as right and that's the purpose six. here right is like you're you know, supposed to have that and you're supposed to sort of be like. We'll revisit this because chuckling it, on sort of the inside because right, right. I know this thing that Nick doesn't know. When we get to the end of book six, and I'm not saying there's anything specific about book six, but by the sure. time we get you're caught up with me, I'll want to say like, what do you think about Randy now? You know, okay. like, are you do you find him more sympathetic? Do you find him more uh, someone that you can cheer for? You know, sure. or kind of get behind? Because sure. I will definitely say, with the benefit of 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 um all of all of those books floating around in my head, it's a lot easier for me to to try to come to Randy's defense some. Yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so let's keep covered moving them along. Pretty exotic. We don't probably need to mention Dennis or Randy again. Just no, never. Thank that. you. Um, um, so let's see. Mordred reveals his return to the horsemen um, who are licking their wounds from their encounter with the failures. Um, you know, there's that whole little bit with the, the homeless guy. And yeah. The, yeah the, so that's, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like a weird, um, like the departed, like Jack Nicholson and the departed. And like, the, why does the, he show up as a nothing and I then don't talk know. shit. But that's like, the thing that happens. Okay. So yeah, the horsemen the horsemen know that Mordred is back and he kind of lets them in on the plan that the plan is to just power level them up and I think Mordred is under the impression that well hey if the failures came back to the real world and we're still their characters then we could do this with you guys yes. and basically take over the world. That's the plan yes. at this point. We'll bring some, you know, cuz level 10s, level 12s that's bonkers. Yeah, that is that is bonkers. So the, the failures all reunite at the poison control office. Uh Dennis wakes up, barges in, and shoots Cooper. Dave heals him. We mm-hmm. find out Ravenous... Oh my god, I just said Ravenous. Ravenous ate Dennis's balls. Um, they caravan down the highway in a couple of cars. Um, the plan is to find Mordred. So Tim finds Mordred on Facebook. Um, they figure out that he'll be at the comic shop, which I think is Stacy's idea. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Stacy's idea to check Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. So they arrive at the comic shop. Mordred's car is there. Um, Tim chucks... Julian's cell phone into Mordred's car, which yeah, is brilliant. Kind of like a jerry-rigged GPS tracker. And they but what would have been tablet. smarter, I think, would have been to stand in front of Mordred and kick his ass. Maybe. I think maybe that would have been like a little bit wiser instead of, you know, 
And obviously I'm trying to remember back and think if, if there was some explanation as to why that wasn't a plausible thing to do at the time. I, I don't remember if there was a reason. Like Tim said, hey, wait here. And then he like dipped, darted, dodged, and dived away into... Dodge, dive, dip, duck, and dodge. Yeah. The five Ds. Right, the five Ds. Um, I want to say there's some mention that like they just don't want to do it in public, you know, that they want to take him back somewhere you know, private, like at his house. It's, and it's do it. Tim, it's Julian, and it's Ravenous. 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 Cooper, who's a giant is it Co- Is Cooper there at this time? Uh, like, yeah, they're all there. All of them. Because Dave's they, yeah, there? Yeah, because like, they all meet up at Poison Control. They go to the comic... Well, so they've got the two cars. I don't think they've got the two cars at the comic book shop. Yeah, because they split up at one point and they're they like split at Walmart. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were... Okay. There were and they only. can't help but go to Arby's even though they're supposed to just stay at Walmart. Cooper is in the pedo van... Mm-hmm. With Dennis. And oh, that's Dave. right. They're all trapped in the back with Cooper's shit stink. And they are going somewhere. Where the fuck are they going? I don't know. I don't know either, but they're going somewhere. Like they have gone off in one direction, and then Julian and Tim and Stacy have gone off in the other direction. Right. I think they've got Butterbean and Ravenous. I think maybe they take off because this is one of those moments where they encounter an angry. Uh, pedestrian you, you know, know like in cooper cooper gets into some kind of thing and... cooper and the other guys are going to go and get food for Catherine. oh yeah because that's right her and gin fizzle they get the been... bunnies yeah they get the ron jeremy of bunnies <laughs> and i remember that there is that confrontation because i have this line written down where julian says hey get in your truck go back to your trailer turn on some nascar and fuck your sister yeah and i have the note best intimidation check ever <laughs> yeah i thought Catherine said that is it cat it, it might have been is. Julian. I think it it's might Julian, have been Julian because it's because it's definitely because it's, it's the, explicitly uh, mentioned that it's an intimidate check, and that's yeah, like Julian's thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Julian rarely ever says anything like mean spirited to anybody, so it was it stood out. From... Is this where Cooper gets his pants? What what pants? He goes to visit Derek. Oh no, that's at later. At the Papa Joe's. Okay, no, that's I, later. Because I have notes about that. But um, okay. So the horsemen confront Dave using the dream magic, and that happens a couple of times. Right. Where... Dave is still at the chicken hut. No, I don't because think so. Dave and Chaz are watching Dennis and. But I thought the other Dave guy. was in the back of the van with Cooper because he's like panting for air when he gets out. It's so it, Dude, you know, it's, it's, we're probably like arguing this when it's really not even. Yeah, it's not really that important, anyway. but it's it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So because so, we're kind of bouncing around, we anyway, are. But, so let's um, keep moving forward. Yeah. So they they do get the Arby's. I, I love. Wait, they fuck up. Them. They fuck up. This okay. is important. They fuck up capturing Mordred. Right outside of the comic shop. Right. They fuck up multiple times thereafter. Okay. Um, with Mordred. Right. It takes a while for them to not fuck up. But you carry on. That's why we call them the failures, Nick. It makes... it. Listen, it's it's starting to make sense. So, but the GPS thing is is, is, is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're tracking the car with the tablet. Goosewaddle loves Arby's. I have... Goosewaddle fucking loves Arby's, which I love. Dude, everybody... Loves Arby's. That's a thing later on in the series, too. I won't explain okay, how. Okay, so hold on a that. second. So they need to catch Mordred before the GPS dies. That's the big plan right now. So they catch up to Mordred at a rest stop, but they find out it's not Mordred. Mordred has outsmarted the failures by placing the GPS in a, in a Greyhound bus. So all Arby's, Walmart, Pepsi via Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. Doritos via Frito-Lay, mm-hmm. um, or Frito-Lay via Doritos... Um, Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. We're getting some shout-outs. Yeah, some, to a some lot, product placement. Some product placement, and I'm wondering, like Bevan. Yeah. 
<laughs> Homeboy. It feels to me like did it's they, just like... Did they, did they cut you a check, dog? I, I, I sincerely doubt that. Um, if they didn't... Well, not because... You, because, like, here's the deal, though, right? Like, he is going out of his way to not use a lot of other... Like, Papa Joe's is Papa John's. Right. Like... I don't know. Maybe there is a Papa Joe's. We're not from Mississippi. True. I'm just saying, look. and I, I don't sincerely doubt it because I don't think the books are warranting of like, you know, corporate uh, assistance financially or sponsorship, but I just, uh, Bevan no, doesn't no, really no. seem if like they he, haven't cut you no. a check, dog, make them cut you a check. All right. Just seems like, like this he, is where I'm at. This is me. Like, I don't know anything about business. Yeah. But you mentioned that shit a lot. He just doesn't really seem like the corporate uh, sponsorship kind of person, you know, like he's, he's an independent author. He self-publishes and kind of. Yeah, for know. sure. Seems it seems to me like he just mentions all these things because these are like really uh, tropey things that like D and D nerds eat, you know, like the, sure. the Taco Bell, the Arby's, the Mountain Dew, the Doritos. Like these are all just kind of slim gyms. Yeah, these are yeah. like standards. Right? I, it feels to me not so much like product placement as it is like um, winks and nods to like you know the the D and D est of D and D players. You okay, know, that these are the things that they eat. But like he mentions Walmart. He mentions Dick's Sporting Goods. Well, it's it's taking place in real in the real world. I mean, sure, these are all things sure. that are these are all places. Sure, you know. Sure, I don't know. It didn't bother I me. I don't, I don't know. That. It didn't bother me either. But I think you're. Re- it seems like you're reading a lot farther into it than I. But do. I'm just like, I'm just hoping that you know, if they didn't pay him, maybe they should think about that. Yeah, uh, I think they're probably going to sleep just fine tonight. I bet way. they are too. I think they're going to be okay. With so. We find out um, in one of these car rides that Stacy and Catherine have a bit of a history that neither of them really realized. Um, I thought that was great. That was funny. So that's just a good little bit of backstory on both of them, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, Stacy comes across after that whole situation as, like, this very sort of good girl. Mm-hmm. Like, very girl next door. Like, you know, did all the right stuff and then some hussy stole my man. <laughs> yeah. Some of us just stole my man. And like, okay. And then Catherine comes off sort of like how, I don't know, she's the type of girl who does go home. Yeah, because they're all bars. terrible. And like you were saying. Listen, there's nothing terrible about going home Well, there's, there's something terrible about hooking with up vampires. with another guy's boyfriend. Did That's she know I'm that? Talking. I don't know that she knew that. We don't know that she didn't know that. We don't, we don't know that she did. Stacy seems to be did. under the impression that she did. I don't, I don't know. All right. I think Stacy's mad at the... That the boyfriend. As she should be. And maybe there's some misplaced anger at Catherine. Maybe. Maybe Catherine, Catherine, and maybe I'll find out in later books when Stacy and Catherine have their eventual confrontation. Maybe. Or if they don't. There's whatever. a lot of tension. I mean, this just like kind of sets the scene for the, the tension between the two of them. You know, Right, right. And that makes forward. sense. So, um, yeah, God, we're really, we're kind of back to our like episode one pacing because we're like uh, for, uh, 45 minutes with a vengeance. So we'll... Like, let's keep cruising, keep cruising. Yeah, because we've got some really short chapters coming up, because we've got, like, five or six in a row that I have, like, one sentence. Hold on a second. Go for it. Have we gone past Help Me, The Devil Wants My Innocence? Because I really want to talk about Help Me, The Devil Wants My Innocence. The floor is yours, Nicholas. This is when Cooper goes to get his pants. Right. He goes to get clothes. Then, no, we have not gotten there yet. All right, so he is part... He and and Catherine... Yeah. ...have gone after Jizz Fiddle. Jin Fizzle. And, um... Say it with me. Gin. <laughs> Gin. Fizzle. Fizzle. Yay! So, so Cooper and Catherine go after Jizz Fiddle. And, um... <laughs> and they decide, like, Cooper's like, hey, wait, we have to do something first. Yeah, I need to get a 
Oh. And you go park over there in the parking lot. These parking lots aren't connected. Yeah. I'm going to go in. I'm going to beat this dude up. And then I'm going to run out the back and then come back. Yeah. It takes him a little long. But during this whole exchange, he beats a dude up and steals his khakis and red hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. And he pisses in them in the process. Well, Derek does. Yeah. yeah. The like. That's what but I mean. This guy says, help me. The devil wants my innocence. And I fucking died. That's easy. Like, I'm going to be saying that. Zombie Nick, you're doing the podcast. Like, I will be using that for every sexual encounter I have for a while. So that was like your dildo moment that for is, book three? This is like, this is important. Yeah. Like, Because I think each book you found like one thing to like break our don't talk about the books outside of the podcast rule. And you've like Facebook messaged me. The, the book two was the dildo. Yeah. And then book three, it's the devil wants yeah, my innocence. Yeah, the devil wants my innocence. That shit. Holy fuck, man. Like. Rocked your world. It was so good. And shortly thereafter, um, they're talking about filling his holes. Right. And uh, um, we'll be watching the whole time. Right. Do you remember that one? With when Stacy's going into the Olive Garden? No, 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 no. That's, um, oh, you're right. That is, that when, is, that when is. You say we'll after. be watching the whole time. That's, that is that's Olive Garden. That stuff. is Olive Garden stuff. Yeah. So let, we are But we're kind of there. Wait, kinda, are we already no, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Whoa, we're, we're close are, enough. That's like halfway through the book, isn't it? Well, there's a, ch- like chapter 12 is that everybody's back at the chicken hut and that's where they, you know, they do the plan to catfish Mordred using Stacy's Facebook. And like, that's ch- important. Ch- Chaz is there kind of like meant to be the person doing it but really everyone except Chaz is kind yeah. of and I think they ultimately just settle on hello yeah. <laughs> like after all of that nice so there's a lot of that stuff that's really fun and really yeah. funny but and like if, and it, you should read the fucking books you should to read find the out, books read but, the fucking books but it doesn't require a whole lot in terms of like plot notes right and just, there's not a lot to talk about as far as like developments or anything like right. that it's I mean, a lengthy like, exchange and it's very funny it's really great but plot-wise, the point is they catfish Mordred. Like, sure. it's one sentence describes right. what they do. They catfish Mordred. And the plan is to meet up with Mordred um, at the Olive Garden using right. Stacy as bait. Yes. Right? So, um, so Because, that's... listen, nothing bad has ever happened to bait. That's why I have so many worms. Well, not at the Olive Garden. When you're there, you're family. Right. Everybody I mean, hates that. <laughs> nice plug. Did they pay you for that? Uh, my do you want lawyer, to talk about their? My endless, lawyer has advised me not to. Dis- we have an end. Do you want to talk about the, the endless soups and breadsticks? Do you want to? No. Do you want to take that moment? No, but we, is it is it pasta season? I don't what's know. their What's their like? There's some like weird promotion that they do, like the never ending. Oh, oh, the weird promotion that Olive Garden does. That's called um always. They always have a weird promotion. That I mean, doing. sure, but like there's one specifically that people freak. It's like. It's like when Honda has it, or like when Ford has Truck Month or whatever. Um, well, I'll answer your question with a question. We've got about truck ten, month. 10 minutes left in this episode. Do you want to spend it talking about Olive Garden's promotions? I feel like it's as good It's as good a topic as I'm so as afraid any. that you were going to say, I shouldn't ask questions that I don't really want the answers to, Nick. Yeah, don't use rhetorical questions don't, on I, me. I won't use rhetorical logic anymore. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get this, let's get this uh, show back on the road. Here. Right. Um, yeah, so, let's put this train back on the So tracks. we already talked about the Papa Joe's caper. Um, right. And that, and that was fun. Uh, so Cat and Coop continue to pursue Jin Fizzle. They, they spot the accident on the highway that seems right. kind of suspicious and that kind of tips them off as to where to start looking. And right. They, and then they pick up the trail cause they were, the trail was cold, but then I think Ravenous and, or no, cause uh, Cat's a bat, right? Right. And she kind of spots 
Um, she's like the giant bat, like carrying Cooper around. Yeah, that's I think that's fun. cool. I think they do that for most of the rest of the book. Yeah, they're just like kind of gliding around. Giant, like, man bat from the Batman series, right? Like, right. floating around with the eight-foot-tall half-orc. Yeah, just hanging. Wearing khakis and a red-hooded sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, but later he's dressed up as full Drew Brees, which I like even better. But we haven't gotten there yet. Chapter 16 is pretty uh, pretty basic. It's just Chaz, the idiot, letting Randy and Dennis escape. And then there's the whole goose waddle yeah, motorcycle was, thing. I, you know what, though? Okay, so I'm going to cut Chaz some slack. All right. Because during this time, I was like, oh, shit. Well, I mean, it's not a big deal that their freezer closed because the uh, pedophiles are just right outside. They'll open the, oh, God, no, they're not going to open the door. Right. It exactly. took me a second yeah. to read. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm as dumb as Chaz. Yeah, and I like how that came back. <laughs> you know, he's consistent with some of those details. But so, you know, but they they, they do eventually catch them. Um, I think is it Goose Waddle does like a hold person on them mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I, they, I they end up, well, they 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 drive after them. Right. Um, Gooseswaddle scries. Scries, that's right. And that's how we kind of learn the that scries. In the, yeah, because I think uh, Chaz is like, man, why didn't we just scry Mordred in the first place? He's like, you didn't ask. Yeah. So that <laughs> Which comes, is fair. Yeah, that is very fair. They um, drive up the coast. They, they find them yeah, at they the catch police them. station. And this uh, is where Chaz, Chaz kind of consoles Dennis by suggesting that the game may give his nuts back if he goes, goes into the game. So Dennis Either is a lot Chaz more... Chaz or Julian, I it's, can't it's recall. Chaz, it's Chaz, I have okay. it's But Dennis Chaz, is okay. a lot more agreeable once he realizes that by behaving, he may get his... is the only chance he may have to get his precious balls back. You know what? Hold on a second. We've got how much how much more time's left in this episode? I don't know. How About 10 long. minutes? Yeah, okay, hold on. All right. Goose Waddle. Yeah? Reading the Monster Manual. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think the best thing about that is like he's pointing out like how racist yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is. Yeah. It it kind of is. Yeah, and I love that and we're going way back to the beginning, but this is a good conversation to have because um you know, not only the thirty minute civics lessons we we did to start this episode, yeah, sure. but because like Goosewaddle's making all these really good points and I think it's Julian or whoever that's like trying to counter these points and yeah. totally can't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's not counterable yeah like oh you mean humans because humans are the only, are the only normal he's like, why aren't humans in this book he's like well because humans aren't monsters everyone else is mon-. he's like yeah. oh really oh, really and then he, like, he oh, calls shit. he says uh whoever wrote those books is a charlatan and a yeah. bigot <laughs> probably not entirely wrong and you know what yeah a little bit like who knows i'm not sure yeah. but yeah you know like that was um you know that was a bummer right like to see that and to see like you know if you do like really take like that close critical lens and look at Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of like structure of a game. Right. Like it is very Eurocentric, very right, Anglo-centric. Yeah. Like, um, and it, it is, it is racist. Yeah. Like, and like characters are defined by their sort of like racist proclivities. I mean, even when we talk about like goblins who are like smart, yeah, like they do stuff like, well, yeah, they're, one... they're aggressive, but like, they're people. Because Gooswaddle's a, uh, a gnome. He's a gnome, right? Yeah. And I think that someone, like, he asks him at one point, like, because um, Gooswaddle's like, why does it say I have, like, an aversion to, is it Cobalt? Yeah, I think it's Cobalt. cobalt. And, yeah. and he's like, he's like, well, do, don't you hate Cobalt? He's like, well, I don't, not really. Like, unless. Yeah, I don't really know any Cobalt. He's like, I don't know that I'd want one to marry my daughter. No, but... no, 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 no. Like, he, that's what, that was the point that somebody was trying to make is like, well, would you be okay with one marrying your daughter? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, ooh, get off your high horse, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And he's like, they're not even mammals. Yeah, they're not even, yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, you're right, because that's what they think is like the haha gotcha counterpart. Right, because it's, it's not. But like, but it has nothing to do with that. It's just yeah. like, you know, would you marry a, a fish, you know, or sure. something like that? I mean, a bird can marry a fish. See, and it's, but it's, where will they live? It's good, good shit like that where I think, like, Bevan, he's on it. And that's he's, why, like, listen, I, I think give him the benefit of the doubt on all this stuff. This is, I am absolutely giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, because because he like wrote that both is, sides of this conversation, there, you know, right? like, like it's it's fucking genius the like, way that he it's sets there, this and up. it's and it's something where we do need to stop and be a little bit more critical of yeah. our hobby, yeah, and maybe that'll bring in more people, yeah, and I mean more people has never made this hobby worse, yeah, absolutely, it's kind of know? the exact opposite, really. right? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing for for most things, yeah, except for the bands I like, right. There well, and I think someone people who like the band. And that's someone it. after I think the first episode pointed out, and this was just kind of a this was just kind of like a um, an incidental uh, snafu of phonics, but um, we talked about how D and D typically has been a more male, like never mind race and stuff like that. Yeah. Like between the genders, like D and D has always been kind of like a, a male dominated uh, right. um, hobby, or at least it's it's perceived that way. Sure, sure. And I was making a comment in the first episode about how I was um, comparing critical failures to south park and i said you know because it's four guys and i meant four like f-o-u-r like i was comparing that oh. dynamic did you take it the other way no i didn't okay i, I, I figured you were saying the number but i could definitely yes because i said like oh never you know like i was comparing critical failures to south park and saying never mind that it's four guys and it's already similar in that way and someone i think took it meaning that it's four guys like, like f-o-r like the way that um those like dude wipes are four dudes <laughs> right right and see I, I didn't mean it that way right and i think she yeah. took me at face value that, that that i didn't but you can't blame her for interpreting it that way because no, there are a lot not. of those stereotypes out there that like oh you know yeah dnd's not for girls girls don't like it we don't want them to like it i, mean, I was and just watching fair. i was just watching um like four women on Twitch play the uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Diners and Drive Drives right. like campaign. Like they made one after that Guy Fieri meme was cruising around. Right. And now they're playing it. And it was hilarious. Yeah. And well worth checking out if I could remember what the name of their <laughs> Twitch stream was. But right. like, you know, go on fucking Twitch. Go to D and D. You'll see it eventually. Yeah. Um But, but I just I just but love like, that. Yeah, in general. The, like women do play the game and it's made the game better. Yeah. And, you know? it's, it, and it's like one of the sort of improvements is like women aren't always in like sort of bikini armor anymore. Right. You know, I mean, if you look at the official art, they're not. Yeah. And there's some, some, some swipes are taken at those stereotypes, I think in book two with uh, uh, Stuart's yeah. wife, you know, right. that they kind of like how, how stupid this is and like how uh, I mean, non-practical like, this is, armor is. Is this book like meant to be pointing out some of the flaws within like our hobby. Like I, I hope so. so. And I think, I think so. like if that is the purpose, it's doing a good job of pointing those things out. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's something where we can do better. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's, you know, maybe, and if that's it, like if that's the idea, like I'm definitely behind these. Yeah. For sure. There's me being all hip again. Uh, so, I heard it. Yeah, so getting back on track, so we, uh, Catherine briefly finds Jim Fizzle in the woods, but Cooper screws it up sure. again. This is kind of like... Failure, failure, failure. And I will say, getting off on a minor tangent, but it's not really a tangent because this is we are meant to be talking about this book. It's one of my bigger criticisms of book three, even though I love book three. It's, I, I've constantly said three and four are probably tied for my favorite in the series, but the, the Jim Fizzle pursuit takes way too goddamn long. Like it's it, there, There's probably like, I think, five chapters 
where that's all they're doing is basically just playing this cat and mouse game with Jin Fizzle. And it's a fun ride. It was entertaining. There's a lot of fun shit, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not backseat driving by saying I could have made the story different or better, but I, there were times, especially reading it for the second time, where I was just kind of like, Jesus Christ, just catch the fucking guy already, you know? I mean, have you read A Song of Fire and Ice? No. No. There are pages where Mr. Martin describes feasts. Yeah, reasons why I haven't read A Song of Fire and Ice. I didn't feel like that while I was reading it. And I no, didn't, I mean, no, no, and no. so like, I, it didn't feel tedious, and it didn't feel boring, and it didn't feel sort of like it, it wasn't a problem for me. I'm not saying like I my, didn't have. Like, I'm not saying I didn't have fun doing it, like as it happened. But just there came to a point where it just felt like. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to. Where you were just it. sort of like, oh my god, just catch them already. Yes, exactly. Okay, and I think that's maybe maybe that's the point. Yeah. Like maybe you are supposed to feel a little fatigued because Jesus, this motherfucker is just everywhere, right. and he's impossible to catch. Right. And, and I God guess damn if, it, if we're being honest with ourselves, one, and like it wasn't Tim's job to catch him. Yeah. And, and Tim's, Tim's the, the one who caught him. him. And in reality, it probably would have been even harder than that. Like you know, like it's a vampire. It was me being a lazy reader. I basically just being okay. like, all right, you know, like I, especially because, like I said, I didn't feel that way as much the first time I read it, but the second time, like I know they're gonna catch him, and so it's kind of just like, all right, let's come on, catch him. You know, like yeah. I get it. Okay, yeah. haha. And Cooper with the there's like the whole thing in the department store where Cooper like accidentally accosts this kid <sighs> and the, the dad. You know, yeah. and it's funny. There was some funny stuff. Yeah, there, but... and I mean, like it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. By the time by fun. the time Tim actually you know blew him into the bag of holding, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, thank Christ, you know. Like, yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Much the same way that I sometimes feel about us on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so they eventually do catch Jim Fizzle, and I really am glossing over some of the uh, the department store stuff because there is some fun, like the Drew Brees stuff. That's oh really yeah, funny. that was great. There's some good shit, good shit there. Yeah, but if you if you want to know what we're talking about, just read the fucking book. Read it. Read it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but and if you haven't bought it, buy it. Buy it. And then fucking read it. We'll do a little bit more and then we'll wrap up and we'll start a new episode because we're, we're, we're at about an hour, so we're doing good. I th- let's wrap up. Let's yeah. just wrap up. Uh, I, think, I think we've got, a, we've got some good we... stopping okay. points coming up because, because right. I don't want to have to circle back when we do the next show. But um, Because before Gin Fizzle is caught, there's an important thing that happens, which right. is that the Gin Fizzle pursuit goes by the Olive Garden, remember? Yeah. And that's important because that's, yeah. that's, that's a lot of what... That's where Stacy and... Mordred are. Mordred are yeah. on their little date. The, okay, I want to talk about this at length. Yeah. I want to talk about the Mordred and Stacy date. All right, well, we will. So then maybe that's a good place to stop. Maybe this is a good place to stop. Yeah, so Jen, Jen Fizzle does wind up going by there and the wolves and stuff, and that's kind of what sets the things in motion for the date to go sure. to go wrong. But we'll pick back up with the, uh, with the, the date, the date from hell at Olive Garden, which Stacy actually says she's kind of having a nice time. Which is funny, at the you know. This is that's what I want to talk about. All right, well then let's do that. Let's wrap up. Um, so this this will be everything for today. Uh, it's closing time here at the Chicken Hut. Uh, closing time. You don't have to whatever, but but you have to buy the fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> and some merch. God damn it, Nick. I appreciate buy a fucking you hoodie. Saving everybody else from me singing more uh, <laughs> more closing time. <laughs> but we're all done. Okay, the show's over. <laughs> We're going to press stop, and we're going to take uh, a pee break, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up book three um, by your clock. The, those of you listening at home, it'll be it'll be next week on The Chicken Hut that we'll wrap up book three. We'll do our predictions next time. We won't forget the predictions. Um, don't forget to rate and review the show if you haven't already. Don't forget you can find us on social media. We'll have all that information in the show notes. 
Don't forget to go to um, Bevan's website, cavernsandcreatures.com, uh, with some hyphens in there. Just Google it. Go buy his shit. It's good shit. Go buy it. Cheap ass. What's stopping you? Stopping. <laughs> stopping you. Nick, did you just have a stroke? What is stopping you? All right. If you guys don't come back next time, I will be really, 